We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Did the college football playoff get it right? Is this the right system? And did the halftime show steal center stage? What do you think of the Dr. Pepper challenge there at halftime? We'll delve into that on Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. They are the smartest way to hire. What we do here is red zone style. We go around the country from our homes to yours, your home market reaction to your NFL action. And there was a lot of it on Sunday. You heard all that stuff in our number one. Check it out on demand. You'll hear the best callers, host rants, and reaction from all the biggest wins and losses. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker is home in Pennsylvania. In a couple of minutes, we will welcome in Mark Herslick, former New York Giant Super Bowl champion, a Boston College Eagle, even a cancer survivor 10 years ago, now Radio.com NFL insider. Ross, I think the college football playoff absolutely got it right. The drama was much ado about nothing, but the drama now is about the Dr. Pepper halftime show, which is one of the few reasons in all of sports for me not to get up off the couch. I love this crap. I can't watch enough of these kids trying to throw footballs into the giant can of the Dr. Pepper, in particular when they're going to win $100,000 in scholarship money. But the controversy this morning is chess pass, yes or no, on which side of this are you? No. No chess pass. Look, It's a football. It's not a basketball. A chess pass is not a thing in football. A chess pass is a thing in basketball. You should have to throw the football the way people have been throwing footballs for years. With one hand, put your fingers on the spirals and chuck that thing in there. I don't like the chess pass. Look, it's effective. And I feel like people have more success with it. You know what they need to do, Dave? They need to make it. They need to make it farther so that you you can't do it with a chest pass. They need to make the distance far enough so that chest pass can't get it done. You have to throw it like a real person. I, I keep wanting to say a man, but a real person throws a football. You have to do that, not with the chest pass. Drives me crazy. I can't stand stuff like that. But that's the thing. The saying, man, you're sexist. That's why you don't like the chess pass. You've got to have an equalizer in this situation. And that is the chess pass. It's too hard for, yes, this may be sexist in and of itself, but most girls to get an accurate grip on a football on the laces and throw a spiral into that bucket. But any Joe Schmo, even me, who's got midget hands, can do the uh, chess pass into the Dr. Pepper cam. I am absolutely pro chess pass. Our friends down at 105.3, the fan in Dallas, were taking this on this morning. They agree with you. They are outraged at the chess pass. Here's another reason you have to be pro chess pass. If you watch the NFL on Sunday, 
you saw the NFL MVP essentially do a chest pass. Lamar Jackson, around end, just kind of right from his chest, pushed one out backyard football style to his tight end, Nick Boyle. How can you argue with the MVP doing it, bro? Um, Because that was street ball, and that was awesome, <laughs> and that was playground ball, and Lamar Jackson, and he, he did that. It wasn't like by design. He just kind of did that as a reaction. These people, by design, are taking an oblong football and going like this and pushing it. It's stupid. I hate it. It's not how the ball was designed to be thrown. I don't care what you do. You want to have one girl go against another girl in, in one thing and one guy. I don't care what you have to do to make it equitable. I'm fine with that. Let's give them both 50 grand. We'll have a male division and a female division. I don't give a shit. What I don't want is people chest passing them into these Dr. Pepper cans. And by the way, I've done the SEC championship game the last couple of years. Do you know the only drink they have available there is Dr. Pepper? It's the only drink. Standard and diet or just standard? Both. Oh, okay. But I don't All care right. for Dr. Pepper. And I'm in Atlanta <laughs> and I want some damn Coke Zero because I love Coke Zero. I don't like Dr. Pepper. You, I, I, I had trouble find, even finding water anywhere there. Everywhere you go, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. Like, I get it, okay? They support college football. <laughs> that is great, Dr. Pepper, dude. It really is. But sometimes somebody just wants a little bit of Coke Zero or a Diet Mountain Dew or something with caffeine but no calories that tastes delicious. Thank you. Well, what we're doing here is trying to covet sponsors, not cross them off. I, for one, love Diet Dr. Pepper. That's not a plea for sponsors. I have it in my garage. It's the good alternative to a post uh, cup of coffee caffeine. I often need two rounds of caffeine to get through my day. Diet Dr. Pepper is my go-to number two after I'm sick and tired of the coffee. Love some Diet Dr. P. And you know who else does, man? And we're going to get to Mark Herzlick in a minute. Les Miles used to cover him when he was at Oklahoma State. And we would have an over-under on how far it would take Les Miles to burp in his press conference because Diet Dr. Pepper is the most bubbly of sodas and it made Les burp on cue each and every time. And we just had to wait for when that came. Little story I thought you might not enjoy. Let's now get to our good friend Mark Herzlick, former New York Giant, a Super Bowl champion, a Boston College Eagle, a cancer survivor 10 years ago. Mark Herzlick, great to have you. Still rocking the Mohawk. That was my biggest question this morning. I love the commitment to the Mohawk. Is your wife on board, also a BC Eagle? Uh, do you think I would still have it if my wife was not on board? That's the real question. I don't know, I, man. There's I, so, a lot of stubborn dudes out there. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I play this tough guy role on the football field and got them up, but I am totally not the tough guy when it comes to my relationship in my house. I, uh, I do what my wife says, um, at least when I don't want to get in trouble a lot of times. And, uh, she loves the Mohawk. So that's why it's still here. You know what the beauty is of the Mohawk, Mark, is that I know where you're from outside of Philadelphia, the main <laughs> line, the main line outside of Philadelphia, yes. where all the rich people live. Then you went to Boston College, which is even more rich people. 
And now you live in Rich Boy, Connecticut, right next to uh, Briggs. You live next to Johnny Hedge Fund over there in wherever you guys live in Connecticut. You mu- in all three places, you must stick out like a sore thumb. Do people look at you like, who is this clown show? Because you're like, you're like the only, um, the, you know, with, with, with yes. the bourgeoisie. What's the, I'm blanking here. The, if there's the bourgeoisie, what are the poor people called? Peasants? I'd be like a plebeian. Peasants, maybe? Plebeian you're like the only peasant farmer, among the yeah. bourgeoisie. Yeah, well, you know, that, that's, uh, I do walk in into rooms and into events and I, some, it's funny because sometimes I forget that these are the first time these people are seeing me uh, with a mohawk and just like, you know, also the size thing. You forget that I'm 6'5", 240, and it just fits in when around you, Ross, or, you know, other football players, and you're like, oh, that's average size. But when you walk into <laughs> just regular America, it is gigantic. So uh, I'm this big guy with a mohawk and um, that all being said, somehow I give off this, um, this aura of just of being approachable. I, I would say I'm probably the most approachable guy with a mohawk in the world. I'll be walking down <laughs> through the mall and like an 80 year old grandmother with, with, with like a walker will come up to me and ask me for directions passed by everybody else. but want to know from me where to go. So, you know, it's just something about me. Nothing says approachable, like 6'5", 245, and a mohawk. Now, not everyone is watching us on video. Some people are just catching the audio. Give me a better look of the mohawk. Like, I, I need to get a bit. Okay, okay, you're looking down. Okay, all right. So it's not it's not too it tall. All, and do you, all the way in the back. And how often do you have to shave the head? And do you do that with a razor? Yeah, so I, I get this, like, I use oh. a mirror. And put it behind my head and then use another mirror and go like that. And so I look right into it. So it's, Whoa. it becomes an art, but this is my thing. So when you have the same haircut for 10 plus years, you should be able to know how to do it yourself. Like it doesn't change. So like, I don't need to go to the barber. I don't need to go to a hair salon. If I know what I get every single time, I should be able to do it myself. Do you guys cut Mark, your own hair or do you we, guys go to barber? Are you freaking kidding me? Mark, can we get like, I, how? What's the highest you've ever had it, and how do you oh, determine right. the length? So that's actually a great question. It's gotten very tall before. There's pictures I think from my rookie year where it gets up to about here, and it was actually much wider too. So um, it's it's kind of like narrowed and shrunk down as I've gotten older and. Um, and yeah, it, it fluctuates. I'll tell you, it fluctuates. I just cut it down the other day. Wow. I, yeah, I'd love to see it tall, but yeah, we're we're, we're not getting any younger. Um, that that is excellent perspective. And by the way, no, there is no way I am cutting this head of hair. I barely, when I mess around with cutting my own sideburns, I usually have some sort of fatal flaw that I have to go in and get fixed. I don't even think Tucker and that head of hair, I don't even think you could cut that yourself, Ross. Um, but we also need to have you uh, weigh in. <laughs> you are the judge. I, I know you heard our conversation a moment ago about the Dr. Pepper yeah. halftime challenge of the BCS uh, college football playoff uh, championship games, rather, on Saturday. Chess pass or no chess pass? The game evolves, Mark. The game's got to evolve. Just let, football all the Just time. let him answer it. Just let him answer it. Stop trying to stop trying to 
bat, you know, change the witness, lead, leading witness. Let him answer. Russ, Russ, you're not going to want me to answer because I'm siding with Dave. I say, however you got to get the ball through the hole, you do it. It's innovative. If you can't do a regular pass, if you can't grip the ball, if you can't throw it through, do it however you can. Win the money. It's all about the end result. It doesn't matter the process as long as you get the win. Get the win. You know I, what? You know I, what I, 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 so I had a coach tell me, and, and we you know, teach tackling all, all the time, and he said the only bad tackle is a missed tackle. At the end of the day, the only bad tackle is a missed tackle. So if you can get them down however you got to do it, you just do it. You do it. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, Mark. Oh, and if you, I, I know, I know. If, it, it does take a little bit to make a comeback from that because it was such a good point. <laughs> I see you hesitating there. No, here's <laughs> what I would say. I understand that from a participant or a contestant standpoint. I am neither. I'm just somebody watching it on my TV, and I don't want to see people doing these little push past things. Okay, no, like I, if so I was I in it. And I need if I was in it and I needed to do that, that was my best chance to win a hundred thousand dollars. I'd be doing the uh, underneath thing. I'd be doing whatever, you know, granny yeah. style foul shot, whatever it takes. But as someone that's just watching it, I don't want to watch that shit. I, I don't want to watch yeah. a chest pass like like take the ball and throw it like a quarterback does, or change your programming and don't have it on. To me, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I tell you, change I can. It was I like was you know, were coming back, and they're like, you know, you're, you're watching, and there's, you know, there's no commentary to it either. And it's just like silent for a while, and you're watching them do it. And you're just like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to set it up in my backyard. You're coming over next summer, Mark. You're not far away. We're gonna, and I'm going to check, I'm going to chest pass that thing because I, <laughs> tiny hands. Unless they're kid footballs, I need to chest pass it. All right, let's talk about some Monday night football tonight. You've got the, the Eagles and your New York football giants. And I'm not sure if you've still stayed attached now as a fan after playing career with the Giants have ended. But it's a real interesting situation for the Giants who have gone into the tank. To say the least, they are swirling the drain. And now Eli Manning is back as the starting quarterback. Daniel Jones down anywhere from two to four weeks, which would be the rest of the season. And it's a tough situation, I would imagine, for Giants fans and for someone like you who played with Eli and played with this group. Because what's best for the organization is to keep losing and to get Chase Young, likely the number two pick in the NFL draft, the beast Ohio State, who's broken the uh, school record for sacks. But on the other hand, it's Eli, one of the good guys in the game today, in my opinion, a future Hall of Famer regardless, but some feel his record could ultimately be what keeps him out. A couple more losses could doom him. What do you, as a fan, hope for with the Giants? So I get what you're saying in terms of, you know, if they keep losing, get a higher draft pick, but don't, the problem is, is there have been so many years in a row now that that's been the same conversation, and they've gotten high draft picks, and they're still not winning. So you know, I think that that, to me, as, as a fan, you know, not just as a former player, but as a fan, that's the thing that I'm saying. Well, when are we going to start winning, and when are we going to start seeing improvement? So um, I think that you know that point aside, you got to play every single game to your hardest, right? There's there's just no way to go out and play as a player 
unless you're competing to your highest level because you will get hurt. You just absolutely will get hurt. It's already 100% injury rate in the NFL. And if you're not playing your hardest, it's 120%. Not a real percentage. But anyways, it's, it's 120%. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I see as a, uh, as a player. And I, I know that's what they're preaching in the organization. Um, you know, I think kind of deep down, Dave Gettleman thinks, hey, maybe if we lose a couple games, we'll, you know, we'll be able to you know, get a higher draft pick, get who I want to get um, coming in. But the only problem with that is you're about to play your backup quarterback, who is Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning, who is pissed off, Eli Manning, because he's not playing. So he's going to come into this game, and you best believe he is going to try to make remake a name for himself i don't think he's done playing football i think that he's going to use the rest of this season to try to get a contract somewhere else where he can go in and be the starting quarterback and that's just his mindset because he is a competitor and he is a fighter and and i know that that's the way he's thinking he's prepared every single week because he also knows that every single player on a football roster gets hurt and eventually he was going to be able to come in the football game and I actually look for him to perform really well against the Eagles. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to ask you that, Mark. You think he's going to play really well tonight. Why? I, so I just think it's a familiar opponent. Um, I think that he is he's going to not play safe. Like I think at this point right now, Eli is not going to just sit back and, and you know maybe take a sack or eat the ball or throw it away. He's going to try to force some balls in there. And to me... He plays his best football when everything is on the line. You think back to those years that we went to the playoffs. It was, okay, now we're in the playoffs. It's one and done. We lose. And Eli Manning comes in and plays absolutely fantastic. Even though all year he hadn't been that great during the most of the game. We had a lot of fourth quarter comebacks. But I think that he's the type of guy that keeps that same loving face the entire game, rides the ups and downs. But when it is the toughest or most on the line, he plays his best. So I don't know. It, maybe it's just hopeful thinking for a friend to go out there and, and, and kind of redeem something. But I think he's going to play well. Well, the way the Eagles have played, it's certainly believable. Talking to Mark Kerslick, former New York Giants, a Super Bowl champion, former BC Eagle as well. Have you kept in touch with Eli Manning? I, I was surprised to hear you say that you think he'll go on and he has one more stop in. And by the way, 116 and 116 career record. Have you talked to him? And why do you think there's one more stop in Eli Manning? So I haven't talked to him this season, um, but I know before the season when I did talk to him, um, he was obviously coming into this year, you know, fighting for that starting job and it was his, um, and then he ended up losing it. But to me, I just know him. Uh, I know, uh, his mentality. I know that it hurts him to have kind of lost that starting job. Um, and yeah, I just, I just feel like he thinks he can still play football. I'm not sure if he's really ready to move on from that, um, so to me, that that'd be the reason, you know, I just know him and his wife, Abby and his daughters. He's he's got his family set up well. Everybody's you know, they're not playing for money, obviously, anymore. I think for him, he's just playing because he still loves the game of football. What's uh, what's one thing, Mark, you could say about Eli that people might not know or realize or might not think when they just see him, you know, on, on Sunday nights or, or Monday nights or whatever, playing football? He loves fart jokes. Loves fart jokes. Um, 
he's uh he's kind of like a class clown in the locker room uh you would never you wouldn't really notice that about him but he's you know just for, for instance he will uh all the rookies come in and you know he checks their phones uh when they come in when they're in meetings special teams meeting and he's not and if you happen to not have a lock code on your phone he will go in and he will change all your settings to chinese so you can't read them and you can't figure out how to set it back to English. So guys walk around with just Chinese all over their phones for the rest of the day until they <laughs> figure out how to reset it. So, you know, it's like little things like that that uh, you know sets Eli apart. He's always, he, I mean, he's such a fun guy in the locker room. He, one thing though, for me, I he chews with his mouth open, and I don't love it. Um, so. That was something that I had to get over at the lunchroom, the cafeteria. Sometimes he chomps a little his food. Did you correct <laughs> him? Did you did you did you try to stop that? And, and and tell me more about the encyclopedic. Does he have like a lot of fart jokes, or does he stick with just the old reliable ones? Well, I think it's the old reliable ones that require no verbiage. The actual, they are jokes that arise from actual farts. So he oh. he likes to stink up a room every now and then. <laughs> Mark, I, I want to ask you uh, with the game tonight. So I'm assuming you grew up a big Eagles fan, right? I did. I grew up an Eagles fan, yeah. Okay. So I know you've only been removed from it for like a year or so. So right now, are you 100% allegiance in your mind to the New York Giants? I, yeah, I am. I mean, I just... I honestly, right now, I find myself watching most games just rooting for the underdog in every single game. I just like close, exciting games. Um, yeah, you know, like watching that San Francisco New Orleans game, you're just like, man, this is just what football is supposed to be like. So I find myself doing that a lot. Um, and then, really, too, the team that has the most guys that I know, because um, I'm still not that far out where I don't know a lot of players. So, you know, I'd start rooting for the guys I know, and and then the Giants. At the end of the day, I root for the Giants, and I root for the players I know. Yeah, so Talking I of- I always tell people that that's how most most guys are. The only reason why I ask is I, I grew up in Reading, outside of Philly, diehard Eagles yeah. fan. But then I played for the Redskins and the Cowboys and a bunch of other teams. And you only ever really played for the Giants, so that makes it a little bit different. But I played for a yeah. bunch of teams. But what's weird is. And maybe it's because I'm doing like Eagles preseason and pre uh, pregame and stuff. But with every year, and I think it's because all of my buddies, and I live back in Pennsylvania, so all my family members, friends, they're all diehard Eagles fans. So it's weird, even though they never wanted me and I never played for them. <laughs> like with every passing year, I, it comes back a little bit. I mean, I'm not like an Eagles fan. But right. it's kind of hard not to when you're around all of them. I know you live in Connecticut. And you're probably going to be around Giants fans. So maybe maybe that'll always be that way. But for me, uh, and I'll be curious to talk to you in like five years, ten years, because the Eagles' uh, affinity has kind of come back a little bit with each passing year. I think when they won the Super Bowl, and it was just – it meant so much to my buddies yeah. that right. it's kind of – you know, in all sincerity, it's it's kind of fun – to be a part, I mean, I went to my buddy's house. He was making cheesesteaks for everybody. I mean, it was just, it's kind of fun to be a part of that. Yeah, no, so I totally agree with you on that. And 
I've found it more so falling back in the college football side um, and being, you know, more of a, you know, diehard fan for Boston College and, and those affiliations. Um, so and when I grew up, yeah, I was an Eagles fan because they were successful, you know, during the time that I was growing up. And, you know, it was like the early McNabb era um, and, you know, going to NFC championship games all the time. So, you know, I, I was a fan, but I had always been less of a fan fan and more of uh, just appreciating football and liking playing. You know, I, I very rarely would spend time on Sundays inside watching football games. I would mostly be outside playing like touch football or something. So um, I was never a diehard anything fan. So, yeah, I, I think I, I was rooting for the Eagles, you know, when they got to the playoffs that Super Bowl year, just, you know, because the Giants weren't in it. And I just, I really liked a lot of the guys. I mean, it seemed like they had a, Doug Marone had a really good, like organization going on. They had a good feel and the guys, you know, hung out together and like, and you know, did, did life together did church together. It was just, it was just like a really cool environment. So I seemed like, looked like the locker room vibe really well. So I was rooting for them that season. What you're hearing from diehard Eagles fans this season is they're not happy with their quarterback, Carson Wentz, though they're no longer questioning if Nick Foles was the wrong one to let go of. He is now on the bench. Let's listen to WIP radio in Philadelphia about those Carson Wentz complaints. Rhea, what will it take to get the city to turn on Carson Wentz after they lost to the Dolphins the previous week? Three and out on the first drive. <laughs> That's it. Three and out will do it. We would say yesterday, halftime Patriots Chiefs. Tom Brady and a team that's won six Super Bowls. They got booed off the field. It was astonishing. They got booed off the field. Well, that's one thing. Brady couldn't care less. Right? Brady, that doesn't bother Brady. Not for a second. It bothers Wentz. It does. Wentz is a sensitive guy. Yep. This thing will go bad fast if he starts poorly tonight in the rain. That, to me, is a fascinating story. Because if he completes this bad season he's had, everybody's going to say, I don't know if he's going to be the answer. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's Angelo and the morning team on WIP Radio in Philly. Talking to Mark Herzlick, former Giant, uh, Super Bowl champion, and you grew up, as you said, a fan of the Eagles how quickly do you think that crowd will turn on Carson Wentz? And where do you think he's struggling this season? Why? Yeah, well, so I, so I don't think they're going to turn right away. They still, you know, they still remember what he's done for them. Um, and I think everyone's also going to remember, you know, him trying to dive in the end zone uh, and getting his knee banged up. You know, to me, that was the real turning point 
for his career. And, and, you know, they were still able to get into and win the Super Bowl that year, but he really hasn't been the same guy since. And, you know, I, I love, there's an article that was, uh, came out yesterday where Randy, Randall Cunningham is talking about being a quarterback in Philadelphia. He said, you know, being a quarterback in Philly is like being, being an anesthesiologist. You know, there's no room for error. You got to do your job right the first time. And that's real. I mean, that's, you know, you go to New York, you go to Philadelphia. I mean, those are two of the really, you know, better fan bases that you can possibly have, but they also know football. They, they know what they're looking at. Um, and it's just been, you know, it's been difficult this year watching Carson Wentz take some of the sacks that he's been taking, um, you know, not get the ball out fast enough um, and seeming like he's you know, just not comfortable in the offense right now. So yeah, I think that's the thing that the Eagles fans are, are frustrated with. It's, they're not seeing the same explosive passes down the field. They're not seeing the quick release. Um, and really, you know, they're, they're not seeing him use his legs in, in the same way that he had in that first year. All right, let's see if uh, coming up after a quick break, maybe Mark Kerslick, former Super Bowl champ with the Giants, knows who's the man to hire for Boston College. That's one of the few jobs open in the college football playoff. Get it right with their final four. Will anyone ever ultimately be happy with the final results in college football. We'll also talk more about the Monday Night Football game between the Giants and the Eagles tonight. We're back after a quick break. All right, so Mark, uh, I want to get into, I got a couple more Giants questions for you since you know the team so well. First of all, they haven't won since the Mets won a game back in September. So do you think that there will be significant changes after the year at head coach and at GM? Yes, I do think there will be. Um, to, I, to me, you know, it's funny. You said you know the team so well. I don't know anybody on the team. I mean, I, I was in training camp last year for the New York Giants, and I don't know barely anybody on the current roster. You, know, you think about what Dave Gellman did when he came in. Is, is He wiped the slate completely clean. He... He basically fired everybody who was had any sniff of Jerry Reese, who had any sniff of the old uh, coaching staff, um, and you know basically brought in all new guys. And you know, with him putting Zach Diossi on IR and then benching Eli Manning, and you know, us three were the last three guys from that Super Bowl team uh, on the team. Uh, and with all those guys gone, I think the part of the issue becomes is you got to teach guys how to win. Um, and a lot of this team you know, just doesn't know what that feels like on a consistent basis. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I didn't mind Pat Shermer. I, I didn't, I didn't mind those guys uh, as coaches. Um, I thought the defense was, uh, was pretty, pretty innovative. I thought it was very complex. Um, I, I think that um, you know, that's been part of the problem defensively. It's a very complex scheme um, that takes a lot of time to put in. I was hoping for year two um, under you know Betcher's defense to be more productive, um, but with so many new pieces coming in and out, it's just it's hard to learn all the intricacies of it. Um, and and um, you know when you look at what Ben McAdoo did with the Giants, and then you look at what Pat Shermer's done with the Giants. It's, um, you know, but McAdoo did way more uh, in, in the same amount of time. And so it, 
and he was still let go. So I think it depends internally whether um, whether John Mara uh, feels like the locker room is buying in uh, to what Pat Shermer is doing. If that's the case, then I think he'll stay put. If there feels like there's any sort of um, uh, of guys pulling away from him, then I think there might be a change made. And just to follow up to that, I saw a picture of the Packers game, and I know the weather ended up being bad, but at MetLife Stadium, the number of empty seats, it feels like, I don't know why, but it feels like there's an all-time, maybe even apathy for the Giants right now. Is that fair? Like, I, It's almost like people aren't even booing or mad anymore. They're just not even showing up. I think that's completely fair. I know that that's something that, uh, John Mara has been fighting against um, for years now. I think you know it started a little bit um, you know during the year where there was uh, anthem protests. Um, I think that uh, you know they saw a little bit um, of a decline uh, in people coming to the games. Um, and I think when that went away, it it, it sparked back up um, for whatever reason. Uh, but with consistent losing seasons, um, it's not a fan base that has nothing else to do. I mean, it's not, it's not a fan base that has you know, no one else to cheer for. I mean, there's so many teams in New York, and, and I'm not saying that any of them are very good right now, but there's so many teams in New York doing sports, and there's so much else in New York to entertain people that if the Giants aren't playing well, yeah, there's still going to be fans in the stadium, but it's not going to be the casual fan that, hey, I, I want to, you know, use my season tickets the whole year. It's the it's the guy who, um, you know, has his season tickets and tries to give them away or tries to sell them. And then those seats don't end up getting filled. So, you know, I think attendance is a real issue and it, it's noticeable as a player. And that's that's the sad part is it's it's noticeable when you're on the field and you look up in the stands and there are tons of empty seats. And that's not what. New York, New York Giants football is supposed to be like. Um, and to me, that's that's the biggest shame of, of, you know, this current downtrend that the New York Giants are having is that the fans love their team and they want to come out and support them, but they just aren't seeing the production on the field to warrant leaving doing something else yeah. to come and see them live in person. Eight straight losses for the New York Giants. Hard to believe NFL ratings are up this year, given the two biggest market teams, the Jets and Giants, are both competing dumpster fires. Although, yes, the Jets did get a win on Sunday, a field goal fest, a win over the Dolphins. Talking to Mark Herzlick, the former Super Bowl champ with the Giants, your alma mater, not in such great shape either. Uh, any sense of who uh, becomes the next head coach at Boston College? And that, is that a university that can still attract a top-tier name? To me, it's a really good spot for uh, a young first-time head coach. Um, I think that there are guys you know, basically throughout college football um, that are in that coordinator position or maybe you know, a really, really good position coach um, that could fit into that really well. And I'll tell you why it's attractive. It's because you're not going to have issues with players. That's one thing that you know coming into Boston College, and that, that might not be true for you know a job opening like Florida State where – you're having to deal with a lot of off-the-field issues. You do not have to deal with that at Boston College. There, you know, you'll come in, you'll get guys who are willing to work. Yes, you're going to have to 
you know, push them. You're going to have to adapt them to your style, to your to whatever you're doing, because Steve Adazio was there for so long. Um, but you're not going to have to worry about guys getting in trouble and all that type of stuff. So that's first of all, that's a headache off the table. Second of all, I, I believe that Boston College is a spot that will give you that time to develop a system and to put things in place. The the two coaches in between Tom O'Brien and Jeff Jagosinski, or sorry, uh, Tom O'Brien and Steve Adazio were Jeff Jagosinski, who was there for a couple of years only because he left to go uh, interview for another job and breached his own contract. Um, so he was let go. And then um, it's Frank Spaziani, who was hired, you know, he was the defensive coordinator for 10 plus years and, and got hired at that spot and just was not a fit. Uh, as a head coach. And so, but Adazio has been there for seven years and, and Tom O'Brien was there for you know, 10 plus years before that. So it's good. It is a place where you can develop. Uh, and I don't think it's a, a permanent residence really for, um, for a head coach. I think it's where you can build a program up and get a big coaching job somewhere else. So um, that offers a little bit more leeway in that sense. Um and I know Martin Jarman wants kind of his guy in there. I think that's why that decision was made is Steve Adazio was hired by um, Brad Bates, who was the previous athletic director. And this is Martin Jarman's first uh, big sports hire at Boston College. And you know, with his roots at Ohio State, you know, coming from there as the assistant AD, you know, right now, you know, talks are with you know, Jeff Hathley, uh, the defensive coordinator. Um, uh, for Ohio State or Al Washington is a linebacker coach um, at Ohio State. So you know, those are the two names that are, are really circling right now. Um, and, uh, you know, Ryan Day was uh, the wide receiver coach at Boston College when I played there. Um, and so he has ties back there as well. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting in the path it goes. And, and I also think it'll be interesting how soon it happens, because I know Boston College wants to get it done by December 19th. That's the early signing day. Um, but there are a lot of other coaching jobs out there that might be more attractive. Um, and, you know, they might have to take their second or third or fourth pick, uh, depending upon where those other big top guys go. Mark, do people care about Boston College football up there in Boston? Uh, I would say it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Boston College alumni care. Um, and they're you know, there are a lot of Boston College alumni in the uh, in the Boston, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey area. Um, but I, I will say that the city of Boston is a Patriots town. I mean, it's just it's a pro it's a pro sports town. Um, and um, while I'm sure there are people who care, it's it's not that diehard fan that you find, you know, in Blacksburg, Virginia, or you find in in, in State College, Pennsylvania. There's anytime you have a big city, um, you know, even look at USC, you know, their fans are when they're good, they're great and they want to be there and all the celebrities want to be on the sideline. But when they're not good, you know, it's very tough to draw a crowd. Talking to Mark Kerslick, former BC Eagle, former New York Giants Super Bowl champion. You mentioned uh, Ohio State and Ryan Day. So the college football playoff looked like they got it right, unless, of course, you're Dabo Sweeney. But number one, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three is Clemson. And number four, Oklahoma. Did they get it right? And was all the fuss much ado about nothing? Is this system the best we could possibly have under the current circumstances? Well, no, it's not the best system you could have. I think that it should be expanded. Um, I think there should be hmm. at least two more teams um, 
in that playoff system. I think, you know, the the, the problem becomes, you know, how many games are you going to have these kids play uh, for free, basically? You know, it's, yeah, you're getting a scholarship, but every time you add another game um, to the schedule, it's another chance for a kid to get hurt um, and, you know, potentially be left without health care insurance. You know, and I'm not sure if that's something that comes into play with the NCAA when they think about it. But at the end of the day, uh, when you look at this year in particular, there are four teams um, that I, I think are the be- four best teams in college football right now. Um, you have incredibly explosive dynamic offense uh, in Oklahoma. Um, defense is okay, but they've done enough to you know, beat Baylor to, to get that win um, and to get in the playoffs. I think the order of the top four matters so much less um, than just being in that top four. Uh, so, you know, you'll find out a lot about teams um, in this first week. And and the I think the really interesting thing about college football playoffs is you get you're having teams, four teams from four different conferences, and each conference has its own stamp on what college football is. You know, you get you know, the ACC and Clemson that are, you know, airing it out. They play really tough defense. But what has their competition been like? Um, you know, you see Oklahoma, who's just, you know, the conference that they come from. It is a track meet. There are speedsters everywhere, tons of explosive offense. And then in comes Ohio State. You know, for, for all intents and purposes, that Big Ten is still the big boys um, the tough guys, the big offensive linemen, the the running backs that can run you over, um, and uh, and LSU. I mean, what what Joe Burrow's done uh, with that team, um, and you know LSU turning around, and uh, just you know Coach O and his crazy you know grumbly voice. I mean, you just can't help but love that aspect of it. So I think it it's great that you have guys from all the different divisions coming into play, and it's going to be really interesting the differences in the football would I like to see you know maybe an underdog get a chance every now and then yes uh, but that's why they play the whole that's why they play the whole season Mark do you think uh you think the, the Patriots have any chance to win the Super Bowl this year or do you think it's kind of over for for this era <laughs> Oh wouldn't it be tempting to bet against the Patriots wouldn't it be tempting <laughs> to say there's no chance I just I just think that there's always a chance of them um, and, uh, you know, as long as they got, you know, you know, Brady and Belichick and, you know, they're not always on the same page and they're not always going to agree, but, you know, they are competitors and there's never, I don't care if they were, you know, they were two and 10 or three and nine, there is no way Tom Brady ever plays less than his, his best effort, right? You know, he not play his best game, but he is going to be fired up to play every single game. And that's, that's dangerous. Tom Brady was on WEEI, the Greg Hill Show this morning, and asked about the Boo Birds coming out in Foxborough as he went to the locker room at halftime and also about an injury that popped up. Tom Brady was seen with a wrapped elbow after the loss to the Chiefs on Sunday. Here's what he told the Greg Hill Show. How's the elbow feeling? Uh, It's all right. I just took the helmet right on the inside of it. So just, uh, you know, typical football game. So nothing that I haven't dealt with before. Just going to try to get some extra treatment and, and uh, you know, hopefully be 100% for next week. How frustrating is it to be on the end 
of a couple of really bad calls by by the officials and i know you can uh you can only comment uh in, i don't want you to get a big fine or anything but um certainly that must be frustrating from your perspective well yeah i think you know when you play sports long enough uh, i think sometimes you're the recipient of you know things that go your way and then you're on the other side of it too so i mean for me i don't think too much about it. i mean i'm a wish they would, they would, you know, go our way, and unfortunately, they didn't. But um, it doesn't take away from, you know, when you watch the game, you know, all the different things that, uh, you know, we had in our control that I uh, wish we could have done a little bit better. And, um, you know, we're just trying to keep grinding them out and put ourselves in a position there at the end with four plays in the red area and just didn't produce well enough, uh, you know, to to get the job done. So. Um, you know, I don't ever make any excuses and I certainly never, uh, blame the referees. You know, I just look at what we got to do and how we got to go out there and try to get back to work this week and find a way to go to Cincinnati and get a win. Tom Brady on the Greg Hill show this morning on WEEI radio. We're back with Mark Herzlick, former New York giant, now radio.com NFL insider. Uh, what's your reaction to those Boston fans who, you know, well, booing Tom Brady and the Patriots at halftime, given everything they've accomplished. Oh, what have you done for me lately? They don't care. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's what I love about NFL fans and, you know, just sports fans in general. They understand that, Hey, every single season you wipe the slate clean. And, you know, I, 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 uh, I think it's something new, right. For the city of Boston, but it's not new. Uh, in terms of the longevity of the of the New England Patriots, I mean they're ten and three right now. I mean they they went on a two game losing streak, and that's surprising. And I think there's some young fans uh, in in Massachusetts or young Patriots fans in New England uh, that literally don't even remember when the Patriots stunk. I mean the Patriots used to stink; they were bad, and you know, within, since Tom Brady's been there, I mean, they just haven't had those bad seasons. Um, and so, you know, I think it's, it's a little bit of, man, we have our expectations set way, way, way too high. We have a already have a 10 win New England Patriots team. And maybe the, the fact is that this is maybe the first year in, I don't know, since I can remember that there's any competition in the AFC East. I mean, the bills are pretty good. The Bills are a good team, and this is the first time that there's ever been this point in the season where the, the maybe the Patriots haven't you know clinched that that division spot yet. So you know I think that uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of football left. I mean they're obviously going to dismantle the Bengals. Um, I think if they if they don't dismantle the Bengals, then there'll be a lot more questions. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for you know twelve twenty one. You know, the 21st is going to be Bills versus Patriots. Historically, that has not been um, a huge game, but this is going to be a huge game. Uh, and this might decide, you know, who will go to the playoffs um, from the AFC East spot. All right, Mark, before we go, uh, it's about Christmas time. Question for you. Have you ever, would you ever buy your wife exercise fitness equipment for Christmas? <laughs> I buy my wife exercise fitness equipment for every Christmas. She, um, my wife is, uh, <laughs> she's a personal trainer. 
So ah. it's um, so I'm the wrong guy to ask. She was she just retired from the army as as a captain in National Guard, and she was in the army for ten years and is a personal trainer. So. I'm the wrong guy to ask. <laughs> so you are the wrong guy to ask. Did you see the Peloton? Did you see the Peloton commercial that got so much flack across the country? I did, and it was funny because I'm sitting there watching, like, oh my gosh, I got to order my Peloton treadmill for my wife so I don't get in trouble. And then everyone else is like pissed off about the commercial, and I'm like, man, that guy was a pretty good husband at the time. And I don't know. I always I have this saying: I say, you know, don't judge a man by how many push-ups he can do, how strong he is, how big his bank account is. Judge a man by the size of the smile on his wife's face. And to me, the wife in that commercial was smiling very, very big. Well, there was one look in the commercial where she was like, yeah, where she kind of had like a proof of life photo where she looked <laughs> a little bit like a hostage. But I actually agree with you. I bought my wife a Peloton. I've done it repeatedly, something I'd love to get into more on the show, but we're out of time today. We agree with you, though. Mark Kerslick, great to have you on the program today. Former New York Giant, Super Bowl champ, Radio.com NFL insider. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Ross, you, you too? Is... Have you bought exercise what? equipment for your wife? No, I, no. I, I bought her last year. I bought her, um, yoga classes. That's that qualifies. Yeah. She likes that. She likes yoga. So I got her some yoga okay. classes, but I don't know. She works full time and doesn't have a chance to, uh, work out as much as she would like. So I kind of tread carefully there. Because I don't want to do it two years in a row. You know what I mean? Like last year I got her the yoga classes and then she hasn't really had a chance to follow up on those. Like it was like as many as you can want for a month. So she went to a, a bunch, but they actually, that place closed now. Um, so I'm not going that route. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> I might have to hire somebody else to help me out with what gift to get my wife. I have a, I have a decent idea, I think. Um, but it's not going to be any type of fitness equipment. Maybe look, she's got a business, a very successful business. Maybe I'll make sure that already that they're using ZipRecruiter because I know it's very hard to find qualified candidates. She talks about it all the time and she can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter because ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you and it's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates faster with results like that. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, just about out of time, but what surprised you most about Mark Herzlick talking about his former teammate Eli Manning, that he loves fart jokes or that he's got another run in him, that he's got one more NFL stop in his career, and do you think that's true? 
I think the coolest thing was the switching everybody's all the rookie cell phones to Chinese. <laughs> I like that in the settings. Um, no, I don't think Eli has another run in him. I don't think he'll be given that opportunity anywhere. Like what? What would I mean? With the other quarterbacks that are going to be available, the Ryan Tannehills right. and the Bridgewaters and the guys in the draft, I just don't think that he is going to get that opportunity anywhere else. I don't think he's going to no. want to stay in New York as a backup. That would surprise me. You don't want to pay a backup that much money. I don't think he wants to play for backup money. I don't think he wants to go somewhere and hold a clipboard. I think he's done. Uh, I don't think he really wants to move. I think he likes – living in North Jersey, and his family's all set. So that would surprise me. I will say this, Dave. I'm on the sideline tonight for Westwood One after I do Eagles pregame for WIP on the radio.com at 94.1 WIP. So, number one, I'm glad Eli's playing. It's going to make it a heck of a lot more interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, the game's a lot more intriguing with Eli being back out there. So I'm looking forward to watching him, number one. Number two, we'll talk about this more tomorrow. It's supposed to rain the whole game, Dave, which sucks if you are the sideline guy. I'll have duck boots on. I'll have waterproof pants. And the key for you and everybody else listening and watching, I'm going to wear my big orange ski jacket because I want to try to get as much TV time as possible when something happens out of bounds. So look for big orange on the sidelines tonight. It might not be a lot of FaceTime, but Big Orange will be in effect. If you see a Big Orange dude, that's me. All right. I'm looking forward to that. I was hoping to do Christmas lights today. Yeah, but the rain looks like I'm going to get rained out on that front as well. But I agree. I don't think Eli Manning has a place to play. Old quarterbacks trying to make a comeback looks like Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, and that, and Teddy Bridgewater will get another opportunity. Probably not for Eli. So you got to root for him. Unless you want Chase Young. That'll do it for us on a football Monday. Back with Monday night football reaction on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Hey, everybody. It's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the radio.com app or on the web at radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.